0: Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After Thanos 19 blipped us
1: out for a year, we are now back. We're talking WandaVision, Mando, daniel COVID gaming and its impacts. All that and more on the season redo premiere of NerdPod. Roll that intro. In a world overrun by content,
0: the line between good and terrible is blurred by the very people who create and sell it. In a sound studio in New England, two average Joes are pushing back, giving their observations and recommendations on comics, video games, TV, movies, and more. Two men, one quest one desire you're listening to coach and
1: k-rock's nerd pod all right hey man how you doing I we're back Um, i couldn't be happier to be back can you believe that we're back can you believe that it's almost been a year it's crazy right uh
0: it's it's been um a tough year right 2020 was was tough and we were certainly trying and wanting to do more nerd pods last year. Yeah. But I think, you know, at the end of the day with everything that was happening in the world, it just didn't feel right. It didn't, I didn't personally, I didn't feel inspired to want to uh, get into making a podcast about video games or, or movies or whatnot. So
1: yeah, at least and for me, I just didn't feel it. It makes sense. And the other part was like, you would think that having free time or or being home would inspire more, right? Like, uh, I, I look back on it and I go, "Was it a wasted year? Like, could we have been recording shows on a daily basis?" And the, I mean, part of part of me says, "I guess that we could have," because there was there was actual time, but. On the flip side of that, uh, I mean, HBO couldn't even figure out, or, or Wonder Woman couldn't even figure out how to release the the movie, and you know, think back to the Pete Davidson, Bill Burr movie. Same thing, like they they just didn't know what to do. Oh, well, we're gonna do it in a drive-in theater. We're gonna do it like so. Everybody is going on the fly and learning on the fly and so i'm not sure that the shows would have been super impactful um i thought about doing maybe shows around like you know watching netflix content and then you know maybe uh rating it or or giving suggestions on what to watch but even that runs its course right Um, And and how far can you go with it? So between the uncertainty of, uh, uh, you know, of a global pandemic and uncertainty throughout entertainment. it just didn't seem right. Um, I will say that we did spend, you know, a good portion of that time, um, you know, in a, in a Discord channel with people that neither of us or both of us had never met. Um, and I think that expanded our capabilities within the show and what people want. So I... I I, we'll call it a research and development uh, time off, right? Not quite a year, but uh, we'll call it R&D year leading us up to, um, you know, part two, you know, a real season two. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, the, your point, we talked about creating these shows around... You know, like a um, watching, like you said, on Netflix, us responding, us talking it through, giving suggestions. But none of it felt really authentic to me. No, Um, it it was going to be forced. And for that reason, I didn't want this not to be fun. Um, So, yeah, we kind of pulled the pin and said, let's just hold off until we feel that it's the better time. Um, Now it feels better and we'll talk about it a little more in a bit, but you know, things for, for me that helped me get through this year was obviously having you close by, even though we weren't doing the show, we, I don't think yeah. there was a day pass that we didn't talk.
1: No, no, not, not, not even either. a half a day, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you're right, we, we built a Discord channel last year, uh, which was a very closed group. And every Friday, religiously, no matter how many people are on it, whether it's three or 14, People were getting together every Friday night to hang out. And we'll talk more about that because I think that's something um, the listeners would like to hear, too, uh, on, you know, what did we do? How do we keep sanity? Because going forward, I mean, it it really proved, like, you don't need to be sitting in front of a TV or going to a bar or, you know, there's other ways to connect with your friends that don't live close to you anymore,
1: you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, and it was a great um – social experiment i mean i, I it was and mm-hmm. you know even uh, that the introductions even were the same right like uh and I think that it gave us exposure to people who we couldn't go to a bar with, right? Like that—that yeah. that, that lives on another side of the of the country or on the other side of the world. So, um, you know, it, it was a great social experiment. I do want to talk about it a little bit more and and talk about you know some of the uh, uh, the ways that we entertained ourselves. So, um, but in the meantime, there there was some content that got released. Um, you know, I I was uh, um, what mild or wildly um, unimpressed by Wonder Woman eighty four, which with the Kristen Wig casting of um, was it Cheetah or whatever, Huntress. Um, yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I just I I thought it had some potential, and I and I liked the first one. I mean, I don't I didn't love it, but I, I I liked it. I thought it was solid, and I thought they could have built on that. And uh, boy, it was just it was. Uh, what did we say? You, I think you summed it up nicely in saying like the first two acts were were good, right? Like solid, like seven or eight, it just leading into an absolute dud of a third act that led us nowhere. And I thought Pedro Pascal, who ha, was incredible in The Mandalorian, which we'll get into, uh, fell flat as the as a villain and uh, it was sloppy. I don't yeah. know. I, uh, I I had did, the most. I know. Wonder
0: Woman 84 looked had all the elements going into it that I'm like this should be really good and everything yep. was there everything was there and for the most part it was a fun movie but it's i mean Chris Pine when his character like forget about like the mind blowing like plot holes in it in terms of the the macguffin showing up in the first minute of the movie and I know. and it's a time travel carrot or what the hell it is um <laughs> where you peel it and you go back in time or something. I don't know. Anyway, Chris Pine shows up. And that part was weird, but I love Chris Pine. And I liked seeing him act out the whole experiencing things for the first time. Like, I could have sat there for another half hour and watched him just seeing things playing out and having her with him. That was fun. Um, It could have been that much better. uh, If they, I don't know. I feel DC tries to compete so much with what Marvel's already done, and they just continually shoot themselves in the foot.
1: And I just don't know. I mean, there have been times that we've talked about this where, you know, when Jim Lee took over. I mean, how excited were we both when it was announced that Jim Lee was essentially going to be taking over content? uh, it, it felt like he, here we are and now we're going to get the, the master reset that we need. And then and it, there have been other points like the release of Shazam and maybe even the release of the first Wonder Woman where we felt like, all right, we're getting back on track. And man, it's just I, I, it seems like it's one step forward and two steps back and. Um, and again, maybe trying to compete with Marvel who is just smashing it out of the park now with WandaVision. We have no idea what's coming with the Eternals and what's coming with, uh, I mean, it just seems like they're so far ahead. Ha- it's like a, a Hyundai trying to compete with a Mercedes at this point. Like you can be a good Hyundai that gets you know uh, people to and from work in a good way uh, without being a, an eighty thousand dollar Mercedes, don't try to be one, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's what it feels like to me. They're, yeah. they're just constantly, ju- to, to, to make your point. Uh, they they they're trying to compete and keep up, and they're not. Yeah,
0: it's too bad. I mean, entertainment's better when DC's humming along and putting out, you know, the Nolan Batman's that style and that know. level of production. Like, I would love to have both. DC and Marvel spitting out quality movies all the time. I mean, that's just. I makes mean, how t- I, much better?
1: I, I agree. And and how timely? Think about how timely a John Stewart, um, Green Lantern, would have been, right? A, a trilogy, say, um, or even both. I mean, use both um, Hal and uh, John Stewart. And you tie it in together somehow, make it a little bit darker um, and 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 just do a standalone trilogy and 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 if you had done that, it would have been incredible. and we would have been the first in line, man. and so, so that the fact that they, I don't know if they're gonna reboot that or not, but um, there's so much opportunity because there's so much rich character. You know, as much as I, I say I hate DC, I mean you got Batman and Superman, man. How how bad can you screw it up? And yeah. I don't know. So it just it, I I'm excited for Shazam too. Um, I think when that comes out, I love the um, diversity of that cast. I think it's going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't mean like physical diversity. I mean acting diversity. Like they, you have such a a good range in that group of people. Um, that I think it's gonna be really, really interesting. And so bring that on, right? I, I can't look at uh, Sons of Anarchy Underwater anymore. I don't know if Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman 2 is coming eventually, but uh, I don't know, man. I. Uh, Uh, if anything, over this time that we've been away, DC has not gotten any better. And the question of whether or not Marvel can take the giant step forward coming out of the Infinity Saga, uh, the answer is yes, so far, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, between uh, between Spider-Man, Far From Home, Leading into, and we haven't even gotten Captain America, I mean, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon yet, right? We we yeah. don't even know about the, the the multiverse of madness yet. So there's just so much here left, and what they've given us has been so incredible.
0: Right, right. Um, agreed. So anyway, we went into a whole... We weren't even thinking of bringing Wonder Woman up, but here we are.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I saw the opportunity, so...
0: It was a perfect opportunity, and it's, again, it's a shame, because I know we both were looking forward to having another... Because uh, Wonder Woman 1 was great, and we were hoping... For, you know, Other than that final act, which I didn't like, I was hoping this one would have corrected the, mis- the, the clear mistakes. These aren't like, K-Rock's picking a Wonder Woman. It's not that. It, it, it was pretty obvious, and they draw fumbled it again, so... I'm, I'll am keep giving him chances because it, it is good stuff. I mean, the James Gunn Suicide Squad should be good. But again, like we'll see if they, you know, if they stumble over the finish line again.
1: Cool. So speaking of, of Patty Jenkins or speaking of uh, of Wonder Woman, right? We, we had the announcement that uh, Star Wars... Uh, You know, they took a little time off, which I thought was good um, after, um, you know, closing up the trilogy. Uh, The the Mandalorian was running, which I think we'll get into. But uh, they did make some major announcements, and that leads me to a big question. So, clearly, we think that Patty Jenkins failed on the third act uh, of of Wonder Woman. I think that's pretty clear. Does your faith uh, in her go away in the ability to lead this rogue squadron, uh, right, which is supposed to be sort of an epic, um, almost World War II style fighter pilot uh, saga. Um, you know, I think if you asked me that question before, not to answer my own question, but uh, if you asked me this before um, Wonder Woman uh, 2 came out, I f- think it would. I would be really excited. And now, I mean, I guess I am kind of excited, but I... I, I'm go, I'm a little bit more skeptical. What what say Do you? Do we um, know
0: if it's a movie or if it's a, a series?
1: I think we. I I mean, she's a major uh, director, motion picture director. So I I imagine it's going to be a movie. I think she actually said uh, it was a movie. So I think it's a movie. That,
0: and John Favreau is a, a major major motion motion picture director too. Well, that's yeah, he true. Does Mandalorian. If it's a movie, I'm nervous. If it's a series, I feel better.
1: Yeah, yeah. So depending on
0: what it is, I think will make a big difference. Because uh, she had two easy, like like Wonder Woman was not going to be an easy movie to put up there. And she did a really solid job in both movies. But she did not stick the landing either time. I think if she was in the format of a 45-minute show, she would probably kill
1: it. Yeah so it's that's confirmed here that it is a major uh it's feature film so it's All right uh, well then i am nervous uh yeah. and do
0: we know if it's going to feature wedge
1: uh i certainly hope so uh but i don't know I, I don't believe that's confirmed at this point so um well i i did you know to their defense or to her defense um i I really liked the the way that they shaped the announcement. Um, I think like uh, it, it's targeting a Christmas 2023, so that means they're clearly in development now, or in, maybe even in production. Um, so I think the I think that Disney did a really good job, or Lucasfilm did a really good job of just framing the announcement all together. I think they have dropped the ball on that in the past. So I, I think that part is good, but I share the same reservations, man. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, you know you got you had a lot of IP to work with um, Mm -hmm. with those movies and even the time traveling loop um, I just didn't get it man I it was very confusing. They put that Hallmark guy, and I know that he's Hallmark from my wife's Hallmark Christmas movies, you know, the, the guy who's the physical embodiment of Chris Pine in the movie. It was just all confusing. I, you know, and the kid who looked really nothing like Pedro Pesca, like, none of it made sense to me. Um, so yeah. I, I'm nervous, especially with something like Rogue Squadron, you know?
0: I would, It and I'm sure they're not, Lucasfilm and... Disney they're not dumb I I don't uh, think for sure for sure with having Dave Filoni and John Favreau he's there on their payroll they the the one or the other or both should be leading the the outline of these stories and they I should can't be the believe one to that say you, this yeah. is what you need to do have fun
1: yeah 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 I can't believe they haven't done that yet um really I you know with with the way that feige took over the mcu and you know how far they've come in such a short period of time uh mm-hmm. it just seems like it would make sense and it doesn't have to be favaro man like he's been doing disney type stuff and marvel type stuff for a while he yep. would be a good fit but filoni is you know, he's really been part of Lucasfilm for, for quite some time. I mean, not for as long, long as Kathleen Kennedy, but for a long time. And uh, I mean, you just finished all of the threads. Uh, just everything. He everything. He, knows everything. he does. <laughs> like, he's the perfect person. And yep. And so KK, I, I, needs I watched to
0: go. a lot of the the create like the Mandalorian um, galleries. I think they're called. They're the the. Like the featurettes, like the forty-five minute episodes about the making of season one, season two in Mandalorian. Yeah, and Dave Filoni uh, was talking about it. like one of the reasons I think they didn't hand him the keys is he hadn't done live action.
1: That's right. So
0: That's right. Favreau came in and uh, did what Favreau does so so well. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe Favreau's like, great, I'm done. Let me be. Let me come out as happy in you know some form or another in
1: Star yeah. Wars, and Dave Filoni takes over. Uh, it'd be incredible! It'd Be incredible! So moving on, and 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 keeping in mind that you know we really expect that to happen, or we feel like based on the lore, he will be involved in all of these projects. Uh, the second announced feature film was the untitled Taika Waititi film. Me um, imagine. Uh, I think it's. Uh, just in early development. So we don't know if it's going to be tied to The Mandalorian. We don't know if it's going to... We know it probably won't be Skywalker Saga, Um, but it's something. I think that he, um, you know, like with Edgar Wright and with Christopher Nolan and with uh, the uh, Russo brothers and Joe Johnson, I think uh, Taika is going to be... um, you know uh and and ryan kugler right those are the two guys kugler and watiti that i think have the most like um you know like they're um the 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 next tarantino they're the next up and comers for our genre of film um i think he was amazing as korg i think uh or whatever that the (laughs) rock guy yeah um he was he's hilarious (laughs) i think he's great and i love uh you know, Flight of the Concords, which he, you know, is involved with. Uh, everything he's done, uh, Ragnarok, has been amazing. So you must Jojo be excited Rabbit, about that. Jojo Rabbit, where he too. played yeah. Adolf
0: Hitler. I mean, <laughs> like,
1: just He was incredible. phenomenal in that, too. He was. But,
0: yeah, I, they, Disney has a stable, right, uh, of yeah. just a, a Rolodex of these up-and-coming directors who aren't up-and-coming anymore. They're there.
1: Yeah, they're there, they're, certainly. They've but,
0: arrived. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like the the wealth of riches that they have is incredible it's an embarrassment uh, of riches it is. It. It, it, exactly it, it's it's exactly that and i i think after the year that we've had yeah coming out of it i feel like we've like when before we were doing NerdPile, we were talking about i mean this goes back to you know the first time we hung out together and you know, i met your kids we went to age of ultron yeah Yep. So we were way in the beginning stages of what became a twenty one movie arc. And we were just think like kind of in awe. Yeah. Look at what we're seeing and what we're experiencing. And this kind of feels like we might be at the beginning stages again, not just with Marvel, but also the promising Star Wars. Um Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Star Wars. Uh uh, up and coming, like r- release schedule, like there is a lot of great content, and yes, a lot of it's bridging off the of Mandalorian because you know what, they cracked a code of like, how do we make a great Star Wars movie without being an Anakin Skywalker or yep. or Ray or a Luke Skywalker movie? Let's take a completely different take on it, and like Clone Wars, the the um, animated. Or Rebels, which I just watched, which is phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. And let's just try something different. And they did. And they succeeded. So there's there's definitely now a roadmap. It's like, we can make Star Wars movies that don't have to tie in necessarily with the Skywalker saga. We can yeah, be its and own I think,
1: thing. Yeah, you're right. And and just like Marvel, um, you know, I think we'll always constantly have the undercurrent of the Avengers, no matter what. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think that you'll and, and there'll be some reunion at some point. I, you know, maybe that's twenty years from now, but uh you know, we can definitely get into Marvel a little bit later. I had some ideas and as I'm watching WandaVision unfold, it's making me want other things, right? It's saying it's it's showing me what's possible and, and you know, I want to not Johnny Storm. I want an original Human Torch with no Prince No More, and I want uh, you know the the Silver Surfer, and I want the real Fantastic Four. We can get into all that, but. Um, you know, I think the same is going to stand with this with uh, Star Wars. It's you'll always have that undercurrent of you know uh, of Darth Vader of of Han Solo of the the Millennium Falcon of you know those things are going to are going to surface no matter what. And mm-hmm. but when you introduce new storylines and and as an example, I mean you have the Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, which is next on that the release list. Um, you know, that's, that's prequel. It's there. Um, you know, you're gonna, you'll, you'll have your people that romanticize about that. Um, even if that's, if it's not feature film and it's only on Disney plus, uh, I think that it'll keep the fans that are not willing to move, uh, engaged and give them something that they love. I love that Hayden Christensen is coming back. And it's a big reason why my dog is named, uh, Anakin was because of you know and I know people really crapped on his performance I thought under the circumstances uh, it was campy in the perfect kind of way so I'm excited that he's going to be back Um, but you can see it I agree with you you can see that the the new stories are really exciting but they're still doing fan service with shows like this are you Mm -hmm. you're you're down on day one for Kenobi right I mean you're no, no buy in needed
0: oh yeah I'm in uh, yeah. I, here's the thing with with Star Wars, especially. Uh, I had the nostalgia tied just like you do for yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, I went to Solo, and that was for me probably one of the, the worst ones I've seen. And yeah. it's a fine movie. Uh, I rewatched it. And I liked it. I liked yeah. it better than it. It's one of those things that it got better with time because I knew what I was. I was understanding what Howard was doing with that movie then. Yeah. It became more of a serial. Raiders of the Lost are kind of crazy adventure tile of a movie. Yeah. So I liked it. I liked everything they've put out. I will go see. Star Wars has that that um, that buy-in for me. I will always go to Star Wars movies. I will always be excited for them. Yeah. Um, yep. Or shows. Sometimes it takes me longer to get into them. Clone Wars is a perfect example. Um, yeah, it took a lot of years. But you got there. It took me a lot of years to get through it. Uh, And the final season that was released this past year on Disney Plus is probably some of the best Star Wars content ever put out. the final episodes. Yeah. It's incredible. In fact, uh, one of the guys on our Discord channel, Screpo, uh, shared with us the cut of um, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. With yes. the final episodes of uh, the Clone Wars last season. So it was spliced into it narratively.
1: Yeah.
0: Made it. a. That was my favorite part of the prequels was Revenge of the Sith. That was my favorite one of them. Yeah. But putting yep. that content in with Ahsoka and the downfall of the Jedi and seeing that play out across both Clone Wars and what was actually filmed by George Lucas. Yeah. It made it. Ten times better of a movie and a way stronger narrative. You felt a lot more emotion to what was happening. I couldn't when Order agree more. happened. Yep. yep. Um And that was Filoni coming in with his content that that made
1: it rise above for me. And couldn't so, agree more. And so I it, was gonna I was gonna save this. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish your point.
0: Go ahead. I was just say so. It was um, just one of those things where the content that's out there. Uh, a lot of hands have touched it a lot of different okay. people have put in their spin on star wars for uh, sure. through the years cuz it's i mean it's been running for 40 years i know it's a I know. it's a property that's been around for a long long time so different people are going to get into that toy box and start playing with these toys and Filoni is a perfect example he the game he's playing well
1: i want to get on that get in on that cuz it's a damn good game damn right it is so you you brought up a name uh, in that that uh, last discussion, and I was going to save this one to the end, but um, you know the the, the be, because I do want to talk about the Mandalorian right after this um, is that so Ashoka Tano gets her own show, um, you know, with the success of uh, her appearance on the Mandalorian, they are bringing Rosario Dawson back. Executive producer. So this is absolutely already uh, claimed as Favreau and uh, Filoni will absolutely be executive producing. Very likely we'll see one of the seven directors uh, or all of them or some some combination of them. Uh, This is probably the one I'm most excited about. Although... um, you know, the other announcement that came at the end of The Mandalorian is even bigger, but uh which we'll talk about. I am all in on an Ashoka Tano. I mean, she is uh the nerd queen now, right? I mean Rosario oh Dawson is is our, our our princess at least.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Ahsoka is going to be the aside from the Mandalorian hitting, is going to be that the best of the new content coming out.
1: I couldn't it's be going more exciting. So damn good. Yep, and so then we got, um, you know, a little bit of a stretch. And you got Lando, right, which is um, yep. going to be uh, Disney+. Plus. I think that's self-explanatory. But then you got Rangers of the New Republic and the Bad Batch, um, mm-hmm. which will be more on the extreme of what we talked about. This is new storytelling. It uh, It's fresh IP. It's coming from, you know, more in line with Rogue Squadron. Um, but... Uh, uh, it's going to be in the timeline, so the Rangers of the New Republic is in the timeline of the Mandalorian. It's live action, same group, Favreau and Filoni. Um, don't know if it's going to intersect with the Mandalorian though. It's going to be a whole mm-hmm. brand new event. So living in the world, yeah, yeah, know, in yeah.
0: the universe. I should say universe in the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one thing I saw a few couple days ago. We're recording this on what a Sunday. February twenty first. Yeah, but I think it was on the Friday they announced that uh, Ezra Bridger was cast. Um, Ezra Bridger is the main character from Rebels. Yeah, for those who don't know, um, which I think means and that and the actor is playing him is Mena Massoud, who was the actor who played Aladdin in Disney's live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So he's a great actor. I thought he was phenomenal in that movie. He was. Um, so we have Ezra. It, and we know that Thrawn is out there. So yep. we have to be getting a live action Thrawn in that Ahsoka. So 100%. I, think I, I And he is one of the characters. And, and yeah, he was in Rebels. But before Rebels, he was way before Rebels. Back in the early 90s, he was the lead uh, antagonist in the Heir to the Empire book trilogy yep. that preceded the original trilogy. And a lot of us growing up back then wanted to see a movies made of those three books. And if you hadn't read them, you could probably get them dirt cheap right now, and they are worth the read. But anyway, Thrawn was in that. So for them to bring him back, he was just a character I've always been just dying to see in live-action form because he is a badass. He was a badass in Rebels. He was a badass in the books 30
1: years ago, and he'll
0: be a badass in Ahsoka.
1: I agree, man. That and this is the the exact kind of lid that you're opening up with this with this Ashoka show. Um, I think you know there's going to be some fan favorite stuff. I hope they grab Freddie Prince, honestly. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, I think he would be a great addition to the cast. I think. Uh, You know, he's got, he he is almost felonious in in his understanding of Star Wars lore and spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. with George Lucas just on his own to try to learn. Um, I think he's going to be, I I hope they loop him in, Um, but uh, it's exciting. So Diego Luna, um, speaking of of the love of Star Wars, um, is coming back as Cassian Andor um, from Rogue One, of course, for those that don't know. and, and that show, I think, who was it? Is it uh, Bill or Stellan Skarsgård that they, I think it was Stellan Skarsgård, um, Fiona Shaw. Um, it's it, it, it's it's a rogue one. You know, Andor is going to be uh, incredible. I imagine they might have wanted to use uh, What's-Her-Face um, that just got let go from the show for that because she was from Andor, right? Yeah. Um, in uh um, rogue one Gia carrera yeah Gia uh, carrera yeah yeah um so that's an another exciting one and i don't know what do you think of the, the bad batch i think it's like the dirty dozen right um, right so of uh, clones of
0: content that was released in the last uh since prequels up rogue one and i go back and forth in this For feature films, Rogue One is my favorite of all – I'm going to go on – my statement is Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie we've had since the original trilogy. Wow. I I love it. I I think it stands on its own. It does. It gives us one of the best endings and closings of a movie for a Star Wars movie. Talk about a downbeat.
1: (laughs) I know. Um,
0: You know, it's – it was – such a good movie. I don't know if it's underappreciated, undervalued, or people just don't think of it as much because it's not part of the old, like the true Skywalker saga. But man, as a movie, as a Star Wars movie, I go back. I watch that movie a lot. I think it's phenomenal. So yes, I am a hundred percent on this. It, it it it's just a cool idea. Um, because you know the the universe they portray was a very dingy, depressing. Uh, world. Uh, you know, you had people who were being enslaved by the Empire. You had, uh, you know, it, it. it's going to be a fun flick. It should be a lot of action. I don't think it's going to be positive at all. Uh, if they keep the same tone as that time that we saw Rogue One in, it should be a very downbeat, serious Star Wars show.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the two actors for me that feel like um and you you know, I, I think you may disagree with me on this. When you involve Jimmy Smith's or um uh what's his face? Forrest Whitaker, um I, I have a tendency to be out, right? Like I am just not a fan of either of those actors, and I, I know there are people who think uh, specifically Forrest Whitaker is You know, one of the uh, you know as a voice of a generation, and people love him. I do not. I I never saw it. I didn't love it. I I think the best thing he's done in recent time was Black Panther. I think he fit that role really well. Um, But man, I so that was my only problem. I did not like Saw Gerrera. Uh, I love the yeah. character of Sagarera. I, th- I thought conceptually it was really good, uh, but I thought there was a million people they could have picked better um, mm-hmm. to play that role. I think it, I think it's a, a great, deep, meaty role that they gave away to um, somebody who's I don't know, just not that talented in my opinion. So, uh, and who am I to say? I mean, the guy's had an incredible career, but I—that uh, was my only problem with that movie, though. And I agree with you that it's incredible now. Best movie, maybe. I mean, I, I think The Force Awakens, uh, and yeah, I think if we had followed the path of The Force Awakens and allowed J.J. to have the realm through all three, we would have gotten an entirely different uh, sequel trilogy. I think we're going to look back and it's going to be a pretty bad failure. I think uh, it's not going to age well. Um, and I know we, we disagree about this, but, <laughs> excuse me, particularly because of The Last Jedi. Um you know, it just destroyed everything to me. Um, I wish we could remove the movie from canon. Um, I think all three of the prequel trilogy uh, movies are better than that piece of garbage. Um, and I think he destroyed it. So I think that uh, I agree with you from a movie standpoint. It's pretty close. Uh, I think between that and The Force Awakens. Not from a content perspective, though. I think Mandalorian is the best piece of content that we've gotten. Uh, Agreed. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, listen, I, I like uh, the, um, the character development that they did in, the, in um, Rogue One, and I think Andor is going to be awesome. Um, I think the Bad Batch sounds fun. I mean, I think it sounds like a mix between Dirty Dozen and um, sort of Suicide Squad, right? Um, experimental clones from Clone Wars. So, um, I think it's going to be cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited visions I'm not so sure about um, you know creative takes I, I guess they're supposed to be short stories and then uh, a droid story again goes back to what I was talking about earlier of tying into the original and keeping the people who are unwilling to move put uh, <laughs> R2D2 and C3PO you don't need actors for it right like you yeah. can just run that and it's good to go uh, what do you think about those two visions and droid story don't much. Uh, to be honest, I don't know much about either. Um, yeah, I yeah. droid. I've
0: heard a droid story, and you're saying it is R two and C three PO.
1: It is. Yep. Yep.
0: <sighs>
1: they're saying. Uh, uh, they're saying it's going to be a new hero. Um, so I don't know who. Maybe it's a Jedi. Maybe it's it's a clone. Who knows? Um, Are we
0: talking th- like a, a cartoon animation, or is this?
1: Uh, Yeah, this is, well, this is, like, uh, this is the the next step. This is, like, uh, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, they're talking about it being a combination of digital effects, Mm -hmm. animation, and, uh, you know, maybe using some of that Favreau uh, 3D um, immersive experience filming. Okay. Um,
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll watch and see. I I don't know. It's obviously not on my radar because I know nothing about either one as much you know there was so much content that star wars dropped that i think
1: those were far down the list for me they (laughs) are and they're also far down the (laughs) development list they're not coming for a while they're not coming for a while so so man that's all exciting i mean mean, we didn't even really plan on talking about that today but uh it did happen while we were away so i'm glad we got we, we did talk about when dc went into the fandom and when Star Wars made these announcements, we were very close to hopping back on air and it just didn't happen. So I'm glad we got mm. to talk about it. I think next yeah, right. time we should talk about the fandom a little bit. Um, maybe not today, sure. uh, but next time. Uh, but it does lead us into The Mandalorian. Um, you know, with, with uh, um, I thought that it was the best season so far. I thought. Um, it, I I didn't have any problems with it. I I am completely obsessed with it. I've watched uh, I've watched it through uh, each episode. I think once a week at least um, since it dropped. So you know I, I'm on the seventh or eighth time of full watching all seasons or both seasons. Um,
0: yeah, I mean it's the best Star Wars movie we've we've ever had. I think like in terms I guess. of it, it's a show. But it's the Star Wars movie we've deserved for thirty years. The story was one that I I go back to season one and the introduction of who we now know as Grogu. Yeah, that caught me so off. I know guard, and then to make an entire following season with, you know, one of the most bad like biggest badasses in the universe with. I guess a toddler, hanging around at his ankles at
1: all and times. Fifty-year-old toddler, yeah.
0: Yeah, a fifty-year-old toddler in a, in a floating bassinet, like, and this is you're gonna tell me this is gonna be a cool show? I would have said you're nuts, but it's for the it's the best show for me, twenty twenty, like hands down. It was amazing, and I couldn't wait for it to, to come back on. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think, like even with the Bill Burr inclusion. I, I was know. like, do I like this or not? And at first I was like, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, Boston. He got the thing going, you know, like, there's a Boston accent. And, you know, it's Bill Burr. And he stands out, like a sore thumb in it. He does. But then the more I started watching it, and I, I watched it again, I'm like, damn it. It, it, it works. It, it works for me. <laughs> and, and I enjoyed it. Um, it definitely... I don't know. It's It's been a... I knew it was good coming into season two. I didn't think yeah. it was going to be as good as it was. Me too.
1: Me too. That's it's a great description. And um, I mean, it just... The way that they brought Boba Fett into the fold, uh, fans have been calling for that for decades um mm-hmm. you know the, obs- the the Boba Fett obsession i loved the idea of um of angelina jolie coming in and playing boba fett um you know they they were talking about that right when disney plus was sort of at the beginning And finding a a storyline of that, you know, he that was the you know original Boba Fett's daughter, um, but she took the mantle, and that would have worked its way into a show. Mm. I think she would have, if anybody could pull it off. I thought she could have, Um, but the decision that they made, um, you know, to bring uh, the original from the obviously from uh, Attack of the Clones back was an incredible decision, and now. Uh, I mean, God, how excited is he (laughs) to be, you know, now, what are they calling it, the Book of Fett or whatever? I I mean, that end credit uh, sequence, you know, I know you and I both just are in in the process of watching the the, um, Marvel movies again. Um, and I, and I thought back to how important and how great the end credit scenes were like Thor's hammer, like seeing Thanos Mm -hmm. for the first time. And that, I don't think there's been an as good of an end credit sequence since that maybe since Thor's hammer. Right. Um, Right. Of of how they, because you knew exactly where he was, dude. Like you knew exactly where he was, and you knew the exact timeline in which he was there, right? Like in Jabba's lair, and uh, it's just absolutely perfect. And I couldn't be more. I mean, I am so excited, so excited. The bubble redemption
0: next. we've been waiting for since Empire Strikes Back, or even Return of the Jedi, even better is this was the Fett we've all wanted Um, to see how badass this character is really. Like, we've always imagined it growing up with the toy, like how awesome it would be if we could see Boba Fett actually kick some ass on screen. And man, (laughs) that was some of the most... Vicious attacks I have ever seen on film, where it was still okay to show it to like I an know. audience of a PG PG thirteen area. Um, I mean, it was chunks of armor from a stormtrooper, but it could have very been easily like bones breaking out of people's shins. He was hitting them so hard. Um, it was so gratifying just to see what they did to respect the fans of Star Wars and bigger for Boba Fett and give Boba Fett the the respect he deserves in the universe cuz there's never been a character like that, right? Where how much screen time did he really have? A couple minutes. I, I know.
1: Yeah, not uh, not not more than 10 minutes
0: and have the if amount that. of the following and the rabid fans of a character for decades. And never give him his proper due. Forget about the animation stuff. Like, to really give Boba Fett his proper due on screen. We finally got it. And, man, it paid off for me. And I I got chills. I might even had a tear, like, from watching it. From watching him just oh, obliterate I, I, Stormtroopers. Uh, yeah. It was so much fun to watch. I couldn't have been happier to see that play out in front of me.
1: And that sequence, man, just the... The I don't want to call it a core, you know, choreography, but it really was sort of fight the choreography. F- fight and choreography. Yeah, it just it was incredible, man. Like there were scenes where, you know, like I, I know, I think you know what I'm talking about specifically. Um, the way that the camera angle was when he was taking on the stormtroopers one at a time and then he turns and there wasn't one there. And it just, the way that they filmed it was so captivating and compelling. Yep. And, and uh, I thought they did an incredible job with that. Uh, I just, yeah, man, I, an I think absolute to, home run.
0: I, I'm, I'm thinking of like the, the difference, uh, I guess, 20 some odd years makes from the prequels to seeing Boba Fett's return on screen. And what I mean by that is think of the Darth Maul, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, fight scene at the end of Phantom Menace. Yep, yep, and yep. I mean, there's YouTube videos about this, uh, of how just ridiculous those entire fight scenes are in terms of how to fight somebody to try to not to hurt them, right? It, it's like... It was too ballet. It was too yep. over the top. Yeah. And then you you, you bookend it with what we just saw in The Mandalorian. Not just the whole show, but that one sequence and how brutal it was. I know. I, I know. Mean, he was hitting to kill people. And they showed it in a Star Wars setting. I never expected to see that level of brutality uh, in a Star Wars branded show. Because Lucas always said that this stuff's for kids. Well, that... Scene wasn't for kids. That was for thirty and forty year old uh, fans of Star Wars who've been waiting for it was. a long time to see that. It was. And that, but
1: and that it was but, so but, worth it. It was. It was it, it, in in every possible way. But you bring up a, an interesting point with with the, you know, I I think that that is going to be really important whether it be the Taika Waititi movie or Rogue Squadron. That they keep that in mind. That that the reason why you know they sold it for four billion, so, you know, sold Lucasfilm for a billion dollars, and it was part of the acquisition, is because we got bought in when we were children, and you know we're going to die off here eventually. And if they want these Star Wars worlds to live on, they do, you know they, and, and they will appeal to us. They've figured out a way to appeal to us, but they've got to pivot. They've got to pivot, and I think uh, Baby Yoda was a step towards that. But with the movies and and captivating. Uh, 7 to 12 year olds they have to do it the same way that they did it to maintain the level of which they want this to produce Um, and I hope that they don't forget that because that innocence you know think about like Shrek as one of the most successful children's movies that have come out since Star Wars right in a sci-fi kind of you know historical way Um, Mm -hmm. it was that movie did the perfect job of catering to 7 year olds and 30 year olds and you know, of, of course, there's other ones in there. I'm using that as an example, but they need to do that. They need to. I hope that that Patty Jenkins and Taika Waititi do it. I don't know that Kathleen Kennedy just has the. You know, I'm just not a fan. And the the quicker they move away from her, the better. I don't think she she's the same as George in that way. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she's been with the company for a long, like how, like what since the '90s, maybe even the '80s, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, uh, yeah, been, I mean
1: no, I mean she, she, '70s. I mean she was part of. Uh, she was an exec or a producer on uh, um, uh, Empire Strikes so Back.
0: Are going to get turned over eventually, um, for sure. I mean you can only have to. work so long <laughs> on this on, on one project like the or one property like this. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to have now that we're going to be having a new. Brand new Star Wars fan coming up the ranks. It'll be I know. interesting for uh, to see, like, what, how does, you know, future b- baby K Rock have, uh, you know, in five years, six years, seven years from now, what's the content going to look like that I can show him? You know, it, it's going to be. That's how we're gonna continue this show by the way
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent I'm fully I'm fully ready for that I really am um, so that's uh man I this show went down a path of uh, uh, that I didn't expect I'm glad that we uh, we turned this into the show that we did I, I don't think we had planned on talking about that stuff but uh, no no I think I think it's excellent so I know you have some gamer things that you want to uh, yeah, want to well, get to. I, I,
0: one of the things that i was most happy about for 2021 is you f- have uh, decided to rejoin us on the playstation format um, i did by picking up a very uh by picking up your very own uh, ps4
1: i did so welcome <laughs> i did and thank you i uh you know, listen, I think that this is a good transition into the Discord uh, channel because, yeah. you know, however long ago it was, nine months ago, where you invited me to the Discord, um, you know, we, we have some great channels on our Discord. And for those people who don't know what Discord is, it's really, you know, imagine a uh, Facebook or uh, some social media um that you can, you know, that's just for you and the friends that you invite. You're not really distracted by anything uh, in the outside world. You can create sort of news feeds for the things that are important that will update uh, within your uh, your own board. But it's sort of a mix between the old school message boards uh, or old school fan boards and, you know, with some elements of social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been absolutely incredible to meet, people that we had never I have never met before uh, yeah. for K-Rock to introduce some people uh, to me and to our other friends um, just for fresh perspectives. Um, and, and, so, and it's been incredible.
0: I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean, there's been so much uh, for ga- like just like movies for gaming. 2020 was a vast, like a very difficult year. Um, we didn't have any huge releases except for maybe one or two
1: yeah
0: um and before i get in i, I, I want to start here i want to talk about the probably the biggest disappointment i had for 2020 gaming and then i'm going to end it with what i think was the clear winner for gaming for 2020 so the I biggest hands down loser we had last year um and i couldn't have been more let down for a game that I was so pumped about was Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. This game was being touted as the uh, like the thing that was going to change the the entire industry, right? It was going to be the biggest, most immersive game, um, and the 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 hype leading into it couldn't have been hotter. Um, Turned out, it was such a dud on arrival. Uh, I had, I, I was suckered in. I bought it early. I bought, um, I bought it on um, basically just the ads I saw, and so I um, pre-ordered it, downloaded it to my PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. Um, thinking, all right, we're good. I know it's not going to be as good as a PS5 or even a PC, but it's going to be fine. It's going to run great because. Yeah, you know, this is the generation they were building it on. This is there was no indication it wouldn't have worked. Loaded that thing up, and right away I met with bugs. I met with so many game-breaking things that for me gaming, anyone who's listened to the show know that I love immersive gaming. I love story-driven games. Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, God of War. Those games are extremely story driven, and I love them. And I still go back, and I will play them over. I've just played Spider Man over again because you picked up it as one of the first games you bought. It did, yeah. And it's yep. amazing, and it holds up great. Cyberpunk was going to be that new game for me that I can get immersed in. I, when your car's flipping around, your character shows up all of a sudden naked, and non-player characters are just doing the most random stupidest things in game that I've ever seen. I'm sorry. It broke the immersion for me, broke the story for me. And for me, it was just a run of the mill first person shooter, which I first off don't like to play, but I was in on it anyway. I'm like, I am a fan of borderlands style games. I figured, okay. Yeah. I like that one. I'll like this one. And man, it just, it, it, felt like you were playing a game from the early 2000s where they just kind of like mailed it in. And I know I'm trying to like be kind here. I know CD Projekt Red and the 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 engineers and the coders and the game designers, have all put their heart and soul into this thing. And I can't blame them for the, the, the problem, the releases, but I can blame the company and the leadership and the investors who pressured the leadership on just p- pushing through such an abysmal release and i hate saying that and i can't believe that their excuse was the gamers the you know the consumers were pushing and pressuring um i call bs on that we're always going to push and press to get games and get great games it's up to you to deliver and if it's going to take you another two deli- two years to deliver it, or you're like, you know what? This is not going to work on the current generation. It has to be pushed to the new PlayStation Xboxes that are that just came out in November. Say it. I wouldn't have bought the game. And I would have waited and eventually purchased it and been happy. Or I would have bought it, bought it on Google Stadia if I knew that was the case. Uh, because I would run it on Google's hardwire, hardware instead of my own. But instead, Night. I get this extremely disappointing experience and I refunded the game. I canceled it, got rid of it and refunded it. So I was out on it. So for me, uh, for that's a bummer. Yeah, it's it, cyberpunk was the worst thing. So the winner um. of 2020 in terms of gaming is concerned was COVID gaming. Um, and what I mean by that is our Discord channel we created was a group of friends, right? And you were in it, and some some shout outs right now, Kegger McGregor, Screpo, Slayer Sam, Pickled Rick. Uh, We all get together every single Friday for the past year and we'll play games. These games are anything from a tabletop simulator where we play a game called Fire Tower, which is an incredible board game that you can play with your family right now from two players to four players. Uh, my wife and I play it. Or we would play Jackbox party games. The stupidest games out there. And, on, uh, and that's the point. They are so easy to play that we could have, you know, from just a handful of us to as many as 20 people on uh, one of our game nights. And people sitting in the audience watching and laughing. And it was just amazing. And we still do it every single Friday. So... It's helped make a very terrible year uh, and turn it into something fun and something we can all look forward to at the end of the week. And it's very simple for everyone to set up. And it's definitely brought in um, people we have never met before. And now we are friends. Like we have friend, like One of the players is out of San Diego. He came in through you, right? Yep. Uh, we have people in yep. New York, yep. Boston. Indiana it does across the country and it just through our everyone's networks we start adding more people and you know we have our own crazy humor and it works for us but everybody who's listening if you want to do something like this it couldn't be simpler to set up all you need is go to discord set up a, oh my uh, God. a server it's called uh, invite your friends to it start making channels i mean we have youtube rabbit holes we have um, Mandalorian spoiler channels. We have uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons channels for because we have Dungeons and D- uh, Dragons gamers in the group. There's a little bit of everything, so you can go have fun and s- purchase a few, um, uh, like a Jackbox, yeah, Jackbox party modules. pack. Invite yep. your friends and right in. Actually, using Discord, you don't even have to get a Zoom. You can use Discord to do it. It has. Uh, video chat and you can screen share so you can all play together and it's that simple and we are on from what nine to three or four in the morning sometimes and my wife's getting crazy because she's pregnant and she just uh (laughs) i need to go in the other room sometimes (laughs) um anyway for me hands down gaming that was the way
1: i couldn't agree more i've said that like 16 times on this show but it's true um we made real serious friends um you know, serious bonds where we've had serious conversations. I mean, uh, if you think about what has happened over a year, I mean, we've all been through uh a lot. And, you know, whether it be people getting COVID, such as, you know, myself and your wife and, you know, the passing of my father and the um you know and, and, and the the good stuff of you uh, you know, getting married and announcing um, you know, the 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 that the baby's coming. Um, you know, we've made real ties with people. And, and of course, we had people that we were close to already. Your brothers, obviously, Kegger, uh, obviously, that, you know, we, we, we did have existing relationships with, but the, the bonds that we've made, um, you know, through this this horrible time, have been incredible, and, and Jackbox is incredibly fun on top of that. But there are nights that we don't turn the game on at all, mm-hmm. and that we really just talk about everything. We went through a crazy election, um, you know, all very like-minded people for the most part, and, uh, and so we can talk about that insecurity. We talk about comic books. We talk everything. And so it was, I agree. Shout out to all those guys. I love them all. Uh, and, and, you know, I always now, when I can, uh, look forward to Fridays. Uh, and, I, and I suggest... If, if you're into this show, which we know some people are, uh, you will absolutely be into uh, that Discord. And honestly, we would even accept any listeners, um, you know, within reason, we can't add 2,000 people. But we, you know, if you're interested in joining our Discord because you, you think it would be fun, certainly ping us on social and we'll invite you, um, you know, as long as you're not crazy pants.
0: What else have we got? Anything else on the horizon or anything else to bring up? because
1: I think we are closing down the show I, yeah I think we're we're pretty close um I do want to say that we're going to be, uh, doing these, uh, top 10 shows, uh, hopefully in the middle of the week, maybe, um, we're hoping to release them as separate. Um, you know, obviously we have our longer nerd pods, um, that are going to happen, you know, usually at the end of the week, usually released on around Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Uh, we want to be consistent with that, but we'll be mixing in, uh, these top 10 shows where we'll discuss, uh, you know, our top 10, uh, things whether whether it be uh, a specific movie genre or a specific comic book or a specific uh Um, you know anything it really could be anything so uh, if you have any ideas uh, or things that you'd love to do uh, or have us do a top 10 on certainly ping us on social but look for that I think we're going to start with top 10 sci-fi movies first and hopefully we'll get that recorded soon Um, we're going to get sponsors rolling here this is our first day back but I imagine within a week or two we'll have our sponsors back and we're ready to go I couldn't be more excited thank you so much everybody uh, for sticking with us and And uh, we're so glad to be back. Caleb, what do you think? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we miss you all. Uh, Well said. We missed everybody. Um, It's been a long, long, hard year for the listeners, you guys, for us, for all of our family and our friends. And we couldn't be happier to be back at this time. Um, We didn't feel inspired really to make the show for the last year. But everything's feeling better now. Everything is in the right direction in terms of how, you know, content's getting put out there again. Uh, the pandemic is is in the back half of it as far as us getting back to more of a normalcy, being able to see people in person again. Um, and we hope to see you guys out there, you know, out and about, um, going to the movies, going to the arcades, hitting up comic book shops, supporting those local businesses that need it. Um Obviously, some of you, you know, might be in worse shape than others. Uh, and of course, uh, if this is the outlet you get, um, that brings a little bit of, you know, laughter maybe, or, uh, you know, some, some thought about or getting some excitement about some, some content that we're excited about. I mean, that's what we do it for. And, um, we're happy to be back with you guys because we've definitely missed doing this. And now that we're at the end of the, um, Today's first show back. I'm. It's hitting me like I couldn't. Can't believe it's been as long as it has. It's true. Um, so, try not to get emotional about it. But it's. It's been. It's been a long journey, man.
1: Yep. It sure, sure has. And I, I couldn't be. I mean, what an incredible outlet that we have to talk to people that like to listen to us. So um, with all of that said, we're back and uh, look forward to uh, top, sh- top 10 shows and a whole bunch of other new com- content. Uh, well said. Great point on all that stuff. And uh, Caleb, that's great. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. All right, boys. Let's close it down. All right, boys. Let's close it down.
0: you have been listening to Nerdpod with Coach and K-Rock from Podyssey Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming Nerd Pods and Podyssey programs on Instagram where you can find them at Podyssey that's desy on Twitter which is at Nerd Podacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook they're at Nerd Pod